Hello and welcome to the First Issue Club podcast, where each and every week we lead you through the muddy and murky ways of the comic book landscape. We read first issues only, and we're your comic book reading club. And in the club today, we have me, Budget King. Me, Mike D. Me, Greg. And this week, we're covering Rogue Son on Image. So we're here, we're in the club, and we got some comic book news. We got some real good comic book news this week. Mm. But before that, this comic book podcast is brought to you by Boulevard Beer. Space Camper, IPA, yum yum, give me some. Shoot me into another dimension full of flavor and fun. Nerdiest beer in the galaxy. (laughs) We just created two taglines for them that they were missing. Right. Well, that was part of our deal. They said, a new tagline every episode, fellas. <laughs> Get it going. We have a charity event this- uh, Nope, it's passed. It just and we happened. may have won. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Or lost to everyone who came. Yeah, there we go. Sorry. No promo on the charity It event. was a great time. I'm sorry for what I said. <laughs> um, I this get, joke I is get, so, we did this during the Super Bowl too. Yeah, it's like it's it, this is the joke we revisit like every four weeks about the time uh, <laughs> time warp that we're in. Uh, we have we we started off saying that we didn't have a lot of news, and then Greg rattled off six news items. So now we're actually going to do the large bit of news that we do have. Right, just a few things going on in the comic book world. It was announced to kind of a shock to everyone. That taking over for Josh Williamson on the Batman mainline book, Chip Zdarsky, who has been writing Daredevil for Marvel for a few years and bopping in and out of some DC books, nothing really permanent. This comes to me as a a real shock. (laughs) I think they wanted a name with some weight and heft to it. Yeah, and the shock isn't because, oh, Chip Zdarsky isn't the right writer for Batman. It's just that he has had a real permanent job with Daredevil that it's just like, do you have enough time, my guy, to write mm. Batman, the like maybe most important book on DC at least, and then Marvel's closest thing to Batman? Yeah, and then Marvel's <laughs> Batman, Daredevil. Well, wait, does, is he gonna have to? He's gonna have to drop off Daredevil now, right? No, he's staying on. Yeah, he's, he's gonna he's be permanent for both of them. He's writing wow. two of the biggest books on two. He's getting a payday. Yeah, he's got to, and he's doing his Substack. I mean, the guy's all he's over. He's getting the- so big. He's got. He's gonna buy two G wagons. He needs a G wagon for his G wagon. Oh yeah, hauling around that G wagon in my G wagon. Uh, yeah. What do you What do you think Chip Zdarsky drives? A Tesla. I think he's driven around. No, he's not that famous. No, oh, he's definitely got. I a think chauffeur. he's. I think he's just that great. <laughs> yeah, he's got a chauffeur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, what planet do you guys live on? No way. Planet of Chip Zdarsky's rich as hell. He drives himself. I bet his chauffeur is real pretty, too. Yeah. Okay, Chip Zdarsky. Apparently, you have his chauffeur because- He only hires (laughs) drivers that look like him. His chauffeur is he gets to ride in the sidecar of like one of those uh, motorcycles. Yeah. (laughs) We didn't mention that the the chauffeur is a kangaroo. (laughs) The prettiest damn kangaroo you ever seen. Just long, beautiful blonde hair. Uh, So I didn't know that- Joshua Williamson's tenure on Batman was always intended to be limited. Uh, I didn't either. And so, I think a lot of people didn't. Right. Apparently the situation was they He said, was just like a pinch hitter, essentially. Yeah. Apparently they came to him and they were like, hey, do you want to do a mini story where you take Batman out of Gotham for a while? And he was like, sure, I'll come up with something. And I think it was just, they, they felt like after Joker War mm. that they just needed a little bit of a reset before they brought on okay. someone who's known for doing really heavy dark stuff yeah. on 
Marvel <laughs> to come over and do really heavy, dark stuff immediately after Joker War. So we got a little bit of a breather and a break. And it, me as a Batman reader, I think I needed it. Well, and let's not forget, James Tenyon left early. Right, yeah. He 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 uh, ended his contract before he was scheduled to leave, so they scrambled just to find someone to fill some spots before they could hire a new permanent writer. And I think Mariko Tamaki's still on Detective Comics. She is, as far as I know, which surprised me because they've been farming Batman writers from Detective Comics. Right. So I kind of expected her to be the next mm-hmm. next person up. I, I'm excited because I, you know, Stillwater is great. Right. It's it's got that gritty kind of noir mystery feel to it. He has a great sense of humor. Right. So I'm excited to see that explored. It's funny, like he's not even known as like humor guy anymore. Whereas like three years ago he was. No, and I mean. He, obviously, he can bring like levity into Daredevil when needed, mm-hmm. but it's not a book that I would ever be like, oh, yeah, and it's funny, too. Right. It's such a serious, heavy superhero story, as as, as much so as a superhero story can be. Do the you cl- think- The class ca- clown became the jock. <laughs> the classic reverse John Hughes. <laughs> Do you think that to make it easier for him, he'll make uh, Bruce Wayne get in an accident and become blind? Yeah, he has to. That's just a way to kind of streamline the workload. Yeah, and then just kind of get in the headspace with just both do characters. Everything he just got done with on Daredevil and do it in Gotham. Like uh, Talia Al Ghul takes over and becomes Batman. Oh, totally. Yeah, he trips in That'd a red. He's so sick. He trips in a red paint bucket. Yeah, he just like dupes everyone. He just redoes the Daredevil as Batman story. I love it. Um, what you got some other news? The one news I'm really pumped about is it the Batman movie? Let's talk about that. So it came out, mm-hmm. and as far as everyone listening knows, we saw it. <laughs> uh, so I can pretend that I did, and you know what? I was surprised. <laughs> you know, they're calling it emo Batman, which I don't think is that hot of a take because isn't I mean, Batman's pretty emo as it is, yeah, he's just muscular. Really early on, we called it A24 Batman. Mm-hmm. Oh, baby. And from the reviews that I've been seeing, we were accurate. Hey, all right. It's a cinematic uh, character op movie mm-hmm. about Batman and who he is, and the villains are really cool, and everyone seems to enjoy it. I'm glad that nobody's like on the train of Robert isn't a good actor, because he is. I think that ship has sailed, too. Yeah. I think he has uh, outlived his vampire well, persona. Mean, like, after he did The Lighthouse, I think people just have to be like, duh, damn. This, this. I even think before that he was like, he yeah. did that space movie with Andre 3000 that was really good. And he did the Safty movie with his brother, like the jail mm-hmm. movie. That movie was great. Yeah, so I think he proved pretty quickly after the... Um, what the fuck are those movies called? Uh, Twilight. Twilight movies. So I guess that he was I, I, really good. I'm as. guessing like him and Chip are probably making the same amount of money, and they're both they both have chauffeurs. Then at here's, that point, here's the funny thing: they're each other's chauffeurs. Oh, <laughs> when they're on their off time, mm-hmm. they're chauffeuring each other. What you didn't know is Robert Pattinson is a deep undercover kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> He's a that drives a comic book writer around. He's a plant. Yeah. What were the, what's the news that you were excited to talk about? Uh, that Six Gun got optioned. Oh, right. Yeah, Six Gun by uh, Cullen Bunn. Yep. Got optioned to become a TV show. Which is, uh, in my opinion, Lord of the Rings Western. That's a great co- yeah, comp. 
I love that book. It's on Oni Press. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a fabulous book. Just amazing book. I'm a big Cullen Bunn fan, and that's still a blind spot for me. I think it's because it's intimidating to get into because it's a longer-running book. But um, I'm I'm picking up Man or Black right now, and it's so good. Right. I don't think I, I I don't think you'd be disappointed at all. They have a yeah. nice uh, hardback edition of it, and it's like I like westerns in a passing way. I'm not like you know they don't get my jollies off completely. I guess. Yeah, you're not coming. Reading Have westerns. jollies, <laughs> but I'm like, oh, western. Hmm, let me check it out. Okay. Before hey. you got here, we were trying to find out when exactly, well, like, well, what the book was that Cullen Bunn popped on. Like the comic book world took notice. I would say it's the cross between Hulk and Six Gun, somewhere in you between, think so? in between that realm of him. Okay, and then uh, see, I said Harrow County, and then I was gonna say, and then Harrow County was like, oh, this guy's got the the salt. He's, in he's his got step. he's got the juice. Yeah, at the time he's got I the wasn't lead foot. reading many independent comics, mm-hmm. and his take on Magneto, I was like, holy shit! Oh yeah, there this we go. This guy's so good. Yeah. And then he came into Magneto, yeah. I think, like, people knew him a little bit and, like... Yeah. And I think when you have a big indie book that has a cult following, like Matt Kent or something like that, it kind of propels you further than it would if you just had that, like, really good book on one of the big twos or something like that. Yeah. So, Has Matt Kent ever done a Marvel or DC book? Now that now that we're talking about him, um, I would just he I don't know, so don't quiz me, okay, bro. But <laughs> but Valiant, uh, he you know he's done a lot of stuff on Valiant that is, I mean, some say the uh, you know competitor to DC and Marvel, <laughs> <laughs> the low low competitor. But yeah, they they're on the same field. No, they're like the Jamaican any. bobsled team. Yeah, what? I can't name any Marvel or DC. But books I don't think he done. has. Yeah, I'll answer my own question. No, he hasn't. Not enough detective stories in, uh, <laughs> in Marvel or DC for him. I think he'd be good for like a a team book, Matt Kent. I think he'd be rad. Oh yeah, He'd smash it. All right, do we want to talk Rogue Son? Yeah. All right, so Greg tells me, but a but a but a Radiant Black tie-in book. Yes. They don't mention Radiant Black at all, so I was kind of pleasantly surprised with this. I was like, ah, tie-in shit. Yeah. But did you notice him? It was very standalone. No. Was he in the comic? There was a scene, like a double-page spread with Uh different images all over Radiant Black in the right corner. Whoa. Okay, wait. So, Massive... Super Massive. Okay. I was going to call it Massive Attack. It was like a crossover book. Mm Mm-hmm. With Radiant Black. Radiant Red. Radiant Red. Rogue Sun. And Rogue Sun. Okay, so you would have known it here if you had read that book this book yes. also having not read supermassive stands alone on its own as a nice teen yeah. action comic yeah well first of all rogue son written by ryan parrot and uh, drawn by abel now we can get back into the discussion thank you for that you're very welcome <laughs> i love to credit people who make things because you know i'm sure they appreciate it when they listen to the show do i fancy up is it Perot? Are I you... say Perot. Yeah. Uh-oh. Maybe I dumbed it down. <laughs> we either fancied it up too much or dumbed it down too much. Either way, we'll hear about it. <laughs> yeah. Next time uh, I see him at a con, I'm just going to say, Silent T? And he'll go, please get out of my line. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so you walk into this book and it gives you no no context. Yeah, I opened it up. You can walk into the pages. Oh, uh, it's like its own world. When you discover that, holy shit! All bets are off. You're fully gumbying it inside of a story. It's like Narnia. Great. Oh boy, great references. Uh, the action just starts. No explanation. Just straight up dunes you. Yeah, you've got some people. Okay, I thought it was cool that this book came out a day after Fat Tuesday and is set in New Orleans. The day after mm-hmm. Fat Tuesday, commonly known as Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday. You almost didn't know what it was called. <laughs> the Lord's Day. <laughs> the cross on your face day. Great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now it's set in New Orleans. Great, okay. Uh, th- there was an interaction in that book where there's like a, p- a party happening and Rogue Son's like fighting and people are like, oh, it's... Rogue Son, like, do we need to leave? And they're like, no, we're far enough away. Like, I loved how normal yeah, superhero shit yeah. happens here. And like, like, did they ever cover that in Gotham or like Metropolis? Like, they're not just like common. So you don't have like conversations with people on the street, just like, oh, they're Superman again. Okay, Let's so I have, go inside. So I have a question then for you that maybe you're answering it with that statement. Radiant Black is images kind of well now bet on like superhero series. Right, they're they're giving you big l- team crossover thing. Yeah, the, a couple years ago, they wouldn't have been so quick to be like, sure, add two other books to this. to a book that was on book like thirteen. Maybe? Yeah, it like, hasn't uh, even been around that long. Okay, so what? Uh, by the way, I love Radiant Black. I liked this book a lot. What about this book is like images? Like, let's bet on this as our superhero book. What makes it stand alone? St- like, stand out. Um, I think it's going to be. What makes it stand alone? It's about a kid or, or who stand out. Is sorry, I said it wrong. I meant to say what makes this stand out above other superhero books. It doesn't stand out any more than any other Marvel tie-in. But like, why does it not deserve a chance? Yeah, in but any of those books, Image can't just do say this is our Marvel thing. It, <laughs> it can because people are buying it and people love the Radiant Black series, so they'll buy up those tie-ins just like any other but book. I did. I mean, is the thing like? normal superheroes exist in a normal world because that might be that's fine well i think radiant black is like the the suit chose that person right this is like it's like a passing down of the torch of i get that that's all that's all still stuff i've seen in marvel books though so do you think image should just do brand new shit all the time they gotta do go mike i think they're (laughs) i think they're kind of invested in this because it has a tinge of normalcy to it whereas a lot of independent superhero things have too much of okay a, have a, twi- have okay, a twist right right yeah. and this was kind of like okay this guy wrote power rangers for the longest time sure. and it's the thing that people love about power rangers and it's also a little bit of like invincible which was like the last thing that did really well on image and so they were like okay this has the basic makings of superhero shit that people will actually be into. Not too much of like a weird curve and but it, like, it. I think Invincible, its hallmark, correct if I'm wrong, is like the inner familyness of like the world of being a superhero. Okay. That like family exists a little mm-hmm. bit. It is so I, I feel like it works as an independent comic because it's like exploring something and it's hyper violent. That too, as well. Right. It has. It certainly has the charm of early Invincible, being like constantly with like a younger person trying to figure out their powers and there stuff. There we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So the coming of age. I mean, yeah. I, we get a tinge of that as well with Rogue Son. Like this son has taken on the mantle of Rogue Son, has no idea what the fuck he's doing. We're introduced to a whole rogue gallery of villains, right? That we are getting introduced to for the first time as well. I'm. This book is great. Nobody has to sell me on this book. Mm-hmm. I'm confused on the branding and the like call of image to be like, we want a normal superhero book. I, I think for image in a vast a vast world that they've invested in, and now yeah. they have three different titles. I, I think the I think Ryan had the whole story planned out ten years ago. And like it's so well crafted and like planned out to the T, the image is just like, okay, well we can't really fail here because the issues are pretty much already done, the worlds are being built, like it's just an expansive thing for us to you know sell to our consumers. Like Dark Horse did it with Hellboy and the BPRD and all those tie-ins. Marvel and DC have been doing it for decades. Like Image just like the Jeff Lemire, yeah, yeah, and Image is just like, why not us? Like let's give it a shot. Like okay. Ryan's got it all here. All the be- like Mike, Mike D said, it's all the best parts of Power Rangers. But it, it, I think they were for a long time. Image was maybe opposed to turning into a Marvel or DC because that's what made them different. And now they're like, you know, Spawn was doing a big sweeping epic with tons of crossover books and team books now, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Fuck it, let's do that's selling like great." Let's do it with another thing. Oh, here, here's the thing, the news that we're going to put here now, the Mark Wade thing. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark uh, Wade uh, was recently on a podcast, and he teased that Irredeemable is either going to be a TV show or a movie. So there we go. So Ir- Irredeemable, which I was going to bring up now, is a holistic like look at superhero-ness from like a way that Marvel and DC couldn't do Irredeemable. There's just no way. No, right. Like and that's what I th- thought Radiant Black was going to be in some ways. Mm-hmm. It is very much straight down the middle fastball of just like <laughs> superhero book. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but do you know what it works. everyone's favorite it, I, pitch is in baseball? The fast pitch. <laughs> <laughs> it works. It's what wins you games. <laughs> it's a crowd favorite. Old reliable. Throw that fast pitch. People still can't hit it. Yeah. It's the oldest pitch in baseball. Yeah, maybe the first pitch in baseball. <laughs> It'll be the last pitch if, in baseball. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right, yep. So, uh, yep, we got a fastball pitch down the middle, and it's working. It, it really has. Like, it's going to go to the this World This whole series. Radiant Black universe that's being built, like, it, it's solid. It may, you know, tread some, you know, normal ground that's already been done, but, I mean, if it's if it's still this consistently good and fun to read... Why not? One one thing that I did with the with Radiant Black and this book was that the lead you are kind of like eh I'm eh on this guy like <laughs> on Radiant Black though on Radiant Black he was like an entitled kid uh-huh. who went out to make it as a writer and moved back home and was still thinking he was too good for everybody to live at home sure lying to everyone about how successful he was. And it wasn't somebody like, I want to root for this guy to get superpowers. Uh, This book starts with, you know, beyond that New Orleans scene we talked about, it shows the kid in school straight up bullying another kid. being a dickhead. Holding him in a locker, telling him to do his homework for him. He comes home. He's like an asshole to his mom right off the bat. It was like, this kid fucking sucks. Mm -hmm. And now he's given the the gift I've always wanted. It's the way it happens. Superpowers. Yeah. And you know that I'm sure it's, he's going to go on a journey. It's going to humble him, and um, 
Yeah. Whatever, but that's been an interesting thing about both of these books is that they don't make the lead lovable right away. Right. Do you think by them creating separate titles and expanding the universe, it builds the hype rather than it's just playing off the hype? Ooh, uh, I don't think it builds the hype. I think it plays off the hype from the book. I mean, the book has hype. I wouldn't say it has two other titles hype. I think it's just a fun way to expand out. And it's an easy way to expand out without being too confusing in the mainline Radiant Black book. Because like he has two other characters he wants to explore. Instead of just doing like, you know, side stories in the main book, he's just like, why don't we just do well, two separate books on... Because let me do a little role-playing for you. Oh, I love it. Okay. I'm guy who reads Radiant Black. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying my book. This is this is a great experience. I'm reading. I can picture it. Can you picture it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. You in your Radiant Black shirt? Guy. Yeah, I'm picking it up. In your Etnies. Picking it up with a handful of other image books that I'm also staying on. I read that book. Oh, it's fun. It comes out. I, I like getting it. Right. It's great. I have a uh, Black Mirror, uh, a little issue that costs me more. That's kind of cool. I'm enjoying myself. Oh shit. There's a giant tie-in book. There's another book that came out the next week. Holy shit. I was on this book, and now I'm going to buy this for fucking ever. That's the guy. End scene. <laughs> wow. Brava. <laughs> Brava. So that rope, did, did that put you into the the feeling of the understanding of what the common Radiant Black uh, reader is I, experiencing? I, I didn't need to get there. <laughs> No, I, I I wasn't in the in the headspace of just like who who is this mysterious radiant black fan and why do they need so many books? I think some comics are a lot like some sitcoms that are just easy to binge, mm-hmm. and this is one of those comics. Two and a half men, that Big is... Bang Theory. <laughs> this is at least a Parks and Rec. Let's not or... sully the name. Yeah, I mean, just like keep giving it to me. Fine. Yeah. I, I like it. Mm-hmm. The the more frequently it comes out, the, the easy, better. The easier it is to follow and remember the story. And then once you start interlocking things, it just makes it bigger. If you start selling those tie-in books early versus waiting for some of the hype to die off, mm-hmm. you know, you're maybe de-escalating your audience. Instead, they're like, you know, exploding that audience out while people are still fresh and new to the book. I'm just something saying, publishers definitely want to do is explode the audience. Is this the new? Quickly. Is this is this the new shift? <laughs> Exploding the audience comic quickly. Exploder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll say that you know it's an it's an interesting thing for a new publisher to try to just be like, okay, we got a little bit of steam on this book. What's the next first issue we're doing? And can we do it in, in under a year? Is this not what Valiant tries every year? <laughs> no, Valiant doesn't do tie-ins though. I don't think right. They try to do events, large events. They do events and things just like Marvel and DC. Oh, you're right. Okay. But, but they aren't doing tie-ins. They, they I see what you're saying. Yeah. They aren't like creating an, a faith book and then doing like a faith universe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Also, it's it may be a little different because Valiant, I don't know why Valiant books do not seem inviting. And maybe it's because they've been around for 20 years and like everything just seems so pre-established. But like Radiant Black has been around for less than a year super easy to get into people really enjoy it people are connecting with it and so it's just an easier buy-in for people to be like oh i'm kind of on the ground level of this like new superhero verse that's being built would you call this images black hammer um 
Sh- sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it has the roots to be that for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's it has the world of the world building and all that kind of stuff. Okay, cool. I'm I'm rooting for it. Old Parrot or Perot, whichever you prefer. I'm surprised to hear you're rooting for this. Yeah, it is. This is I'm, I'm flabbergasted you here. Pretty down. On it's it. almost I, like it, that was a petty remark. Well, I wanted to under I wanted to understand. Yeah. Bless the, its heart. The, it's trying the, its best. <laughs> I want to understand the thought process of of this, and uh, yeah, you just think it's insane that a a book this new has two tie-ins already. A book this new that has two tie-ins, yes, yeah. and also is like you. I think you're me- also you're thinking a, mediocre, middle no, of the road. So, so here's here's you. I don't know if you guys are listening to the words I'm saying. This book. Oh, here we <laughs> fucking go. So this book is good. Yes, but it, it, I would say very good. Right, it's good in the way that I enjoy Daredevil. Or I enjoy a Thor comic, like two comics I fucking love. But isn't right. that great for Image? Like I think we're all in the headspace of like Image. We think Image books are supposed to be groundbreaking. They need to do a sturdy and, and, yeah. and exploring the uh, you know the minute details yeah, of like what it means to be a human and a you know, superhuman. Po- Post Watchmen comics, if you will. And sometimes people don't want that. Sometimes I, people just want potato chips. I'm glad we got here. I and this is am a change. I'm a changed uh, person now. Also, is, I think if you would have. Since Chip Zdarsky's writing the way he writes, I think if you would have subbed in his last Daredevil run with, like, make him up Vigilante, you'd have a very independent-feeling comic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do you think... Often. <laughs> do you think that this is... Because one of the things that it does, let's be honest, is it's, like, very Gen Z. It tries to do, like, young people things, Right. This book or image comics? Uh, no, Rogue Sun and, and Radiant Black and oh. like things like that, right? Okay. Well, there's certain young nostalgia about it with like the whole kind of Power Rangers feel. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which I also love that it has the Power Ranger feel of like they're wearing suits. Yeah. Yeah. So it I does. That. Yeah. So it has that element to it, and they're in high school as well. So good uh, ode to Power Rangers. Yeah, and it's like primary colors themed. <laughs> That's a great. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. We just have no kaiju. Which I oh, want a blue yeah. one. Please, more kaiju. If you, if you can do that, add more of that. What is the character that like yelled a lot? The queen. I was like Rita Repulse. Wow, Greg, your knowledge of just general nineties. Ask me to spell something. Well, it was my That's why life. I don't do Wordle. You think that this character gets a stem player for Donda 2? Rogue Sun? with the stem player. Rogue Sun does Donda not. Two. The Radiant Black character absolutely does. How much are they charging for this? I think it's like two, 200 bucks. Oh, that's not bad, actually. It, it what just, else can it play? Other things? It, if it's on the stem player, maybe. I guess, if you've like uploaded it and you can made a track that can uh, separate the drums in case that's how you want to hear your track. What? So there's like, I think that's the thing. Uh, yeah. Do you do you know what the whole stem player is? No. Is it like a? You're zoom? trying to riff on it without knowing what the thing was. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> We've been doing it for three years now. Yeah, I love the deep cut of when Greg used to not read the comics and also uh... just come hang out and drink beer. <laughs> um. Yeah. So it's it's like a yeah. It looks like a zoom in some ways, or it just looks like a sp- circle speaker pair, pl- uh, player. And you can like it's a stem player, so you can take the stems and be like, I want the hi hats out. I want the bass out. I just want to hear the vocals. I guess so. You can like walk and play DJ while you're on your way to the subway. Is that like? I mean, it's innovative. Well, m- my understanding was too that people could reuse anything from it, like legally. 
I had not gotten that. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I I think you could pull out a sample of anything and put it in your own song. It's all remixable. Yeah. Worth every penny of $200. So you think right. Radiant Black purchases it? Yeah. Do you, do kids give a shit about Kanye? Do high school kids give a shit about Kanye? Or is I think, it only 30 and 40-year-olds? No. I don't think kids like him. And ever since Kid Cudi called him a dinosaur, <laughs> I think... You think they fuck with Cuddy more than they do Kanye? Well, they kids definitely fuck with Cuddy more than Kanye. I think they're into like Yeet and like Lil Yachty and uh I think now kids are seeing Lil Cuddy baby. as an elder statesman and Kanye West is like the old Okay old head. Oh, okay, like well, like he's like the Jay Z, which is trash. Like he's so old that he's like yeah. Yeah. Like uh, he's like the pioneer. Right. Okay. I mean he was on Comedy Bang Bang for <laughs> how many years? <laughs> Do you have a? Were you gonna say something about? Stemplay oh, or? no! I was gonna say just about Kanye West is that he's only ever been a like full of himself, super rich jerk off as long as kids have known him. Right? Yeah. He does exactly. Like, they That's don't a great have point. the background context of him being. They like, never never saw the come up. Weird and genre break. Unless for, they watch like, Genius, which no high school kid is gonna do. So okay, cool. That's good to know. High school kids ain't fucking with. Uh, Kanye, we're not gonna see a crossover appearance of Ye, uh, in Rogue Sun or Radiant Black anytime soon. Yeah, I think soon. it's better for it. Yeah, totally. We all benefit from it, <laughs> including Kanye. Ray Shremmerd, maybe. <laughs> Ray Shremmerd definitely showing up in Radiant Black. <laughs> That's a Black. callback to uh, a Valiant book that we read in uh, Shadow Man Year One. God, that was bad. One of the worst books we've ever read, only topped by um, Hobo Man, Murder Hobo. Murder Hobo. <laughs> <laughs> it goes Murder Hobo and Ray Shrimmered Shadow Man is the <laughs> two worst books this podcast has ever covered, uh, ever. And, and we once read a book about a <laughs> mutated snapping turtle. <laughs> oh, yeah, that book was bad, too. Um, but those are, yeah. We should do that. Retroactively review all the books and rank them on the worst. <laughs> Top five worst episodes that First Issue Club oh, has yeah, ever done. There's one thing that this industry needs more of. It's negativity. Negativity so, on yeah. independently published books. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and lists. That nobody's even going to read. Like, God help Murder Hobo if it's sold even 100 comics at this point. So we don't need to uh, aid that sinking Viking ship into the sea. First Issue Club is brought to you by Boulevard Brewing Company via Space Camper Cosmic IPA. Our music is courtesy of the fine folks at Primary Color Music. You can find, friend, and follow us on social media at First Issue Club or FirstIssueClub.com. You can support First Issue Club by joining us on our Patreon for additional content at Patreon.com slash FirstIssueClub.